Welcome to the Inner Glow Podcast. This is the place to be if you are ready to rise into your greatness, be unapologetic about your desires, share your gifts with the world and manifest your dreams in life, love and business. My name is Stefanka. I am a clinical hypnotherapist, author, healer and a mentor for women who are ready to up-level in all areas of their lives. Here, we talk all things abundance mindset, energy mastery, manifestation, relationships, business success, and more. Each episode holds powerful tools, energy codes, concepts, techniques, and thoughts that will help you take your life and business to the next level. Are you ready to embody a brand new version of you? If yes, then you are in the right place. Let's get into it. Hello, lovely souls. How are you? I hope wherever you are, whatever time it is, that you are feeling good. And today we've got a big episode ahead of us. It will be a big topic. Eight different ways business owners, entrepreneurs, light workers sabotage their own success and how they give their power away to these eight different things and how you can now reclaim it with a bang. That's the title of this episode and it's the one I've been reflecting upon for a while. I have like posted about different things on Instagram and it always... Um, got other people message me and agree and really resonate so I thought I've got to put this together into an episode so you've got it all together in one place and over the years I have been supporting many female business owners entrepreneurs light workers creatives and I have witnessed that there is a common thread of self-sabotaging behaviors that often hinder personal and professional growth and they, they hold them back from unlocking their next level. These things, these eight things I'll be talking about, they are like unconscious excuses, blockages, uh, we so often hold on to them in one way or another. Sometimes it is on a conscious level, other times it is on an unconscious level. I have definitely battled with all of them at some point on my journey too. So let's dive into them. Let's start with number one, waiting for perfect alignment. Have you ever found yourself stuck? not taking that leap because things didn't feel perfectly aligned or have you even said it out loud well i'm just gonna wait for when things align or i'm just waiting for that perfect alignment like i don't feel things are aligned for me to do anything maybe you thought certain ducks had to be in a row before making a move and yes there is time and space and place or whatever the saying is <laughs> to pause to catch your breath especially when emotions run high when emotions run high it's good to whew, take a step back take a breather 
before making snap decisions. But this is something different I'm talking about here. There is also this prolonged waiting for this mystical alignment and it is very often nothing but a sneaky excuse. It's a comfort zone trap if you like. Because what does alignment even mean? The thing is when we dig deep in our heads it very often means perfection. Everything is aligned. I've got the perfect circumstances in my life. And we know that perfection is nothing but illusion. Whenever you find yourself saying things such as, oh, I'm just waiting for the perfect timing. And like I said, yes, there is time and space for taking a break. But when it becomes a pattern and we are always in the energy of waiting, it actually works against us. There is power in messy action too. So very often the tendency to wait for perfect alignment manifests as hesitation, indecision, stuckness. It's this idea that you can't decide or take action until everything is crystal clear or perfect. And that's a tall order. Because let's face it, who really has all their ducks neatly aligned? Life will always be busy. There will always be more things on your to-do list. And the crazy thing, clarity actually springs from action. There is power in being in motion. We learn, we figure things out, we find out what works, what doesn't, what we like, what we don't like. So this let's call it perfect alignment mindset. So this type of mindset usually traces back to a deep-seated fear of making mistakes or looking foolish. So instead we stay in our safety zone, avoiding the discomfort of stepping beyond the familiar. Another way I have seen this self-sabotage pattern play out is waiting for that fully healed, fully enlightened moment. Can't make a move until everything in life is picture perfect, until all of my chakras are fully aligned, the stars have thrown a cosmic party in my name above me. While healing is crucial and it's got its place and there is time again for when perhaps you shouldn't teach or preach something when it feels really raw because that's exactly what you are navigating and you know like I actually don't want to be talking about this right now while I'm healing it so that's fair that's totally okay but you don't have to be a fully enlightened master to be doing certain things. So while healing is crucial, there is a line between necessary caution and self-imposed barriers. Life is messy and it will always be a little messy. There will be always maybe certain small heartaches you will navigate or nostalgia of certain like things in life. There might be 
circumstances that don't always work for you. There might be people who might not always be doing exactly what you want them to be doing, right? But it doesn't mean you should put everything else on hold. So waiting for perfect alignment or for those fully healed moments, for the right perfect timing, it becomes a kind of aimless self-sabotage keeping us stuck. So the truth is the stars will never align perfectly. The chakras won't always be in harmonious balance. However, this shouldn't hinder your ability to make a powerful impact, to launch products, to launch workshops, focus on your goals, learn from your experiences. Yes, you will make mistakes and that's one thing we simply have got to make peace with. We will say the wrong thing. We will make fools out of ourselves. But is this such a high price to pay if you can achieve your dreams? Not at all, right? It's never about that final destination. It's never about that manifestation, reaching that goal. It's the journey towards it, who you become as a result. That is the most fulfilling thing. That's where the happiness can be found. Number two, chronic busyness. Have you ever found yourself constantly busy, doing things, always on the move maybe, yet feeling like there is an endless list of tasks and somehow the most crucial ones keep getting pushed aside? Or maybe deep down you know actually you've been resisting something. Resisting doing this thing that's really important and you always push it to the bottom of your list. And it's a different thing for each of us. There is not one united list I could provide you with right now, but I think you already know. So it's a common struggle. And the truth is staying busy doesn't always lead to meaningful results. In running my own business, I have really struggled with this. Um, you know, staying organized, staying on top of things. I did not actually know what should be some of the crucial activities I should focus on on a regular basis in the kind of business I run and the kind of results I want to achieve. I remember like really wondering like what should be the things I do on a regular basis aside from like seeing clients if I have them, when I have them, right? Because I didn't have them right away. Um, and I, over the years, this definitely was a journey. It was a process and something I worked hard on because I actually can be quite disorganized. I do struggle with focus. And um, my neurodiverse brain really is like getting distracted by anything and everything. So I literally have even taken courses on organization, on staying on top of things. And I have worked with incredible mentors and coaches and business owners who taught me a lot about uh, what to do, what it can look like for each individual person. So one of the things I had to learn is to distinguish between important and non-important tasks and it wasn't as straightforward because very often we see tasks as tasks 
And that's where the challenge begins, because not all tasks are equal. It requires being somewhat ruthless and deciding what truly deserves your time. And what might need to be cut out altogether, because there is what I call busyness tasks that actually don't move the needle. They are not even important. Sometimes we can create extra work for ourselves. And I'll be honest with you, very often, like simplifying and focusing on productivity over a chronic business is a thing I do with a lot of my clients, really helping them to cut out all of that noise that have been keeping them distracted. And maybe why I can do this so well is because I have lived through it and I felt frustrated in so many different ways. And I'll be honest with you, you know, having ADHD, it will probably be a journey for me, maybe for a long time or maybe forever. I don't quite know, but I have to take myself through those very same reminders. So you've got to take a moment, whether it is in the morning or even in the evening, I actually at the minute am finding that uh, writing down my tasks for the following day is easier done in the evening than in the morning. Uh, weekly and monthly check-ins so you can get crystal clear on what genuinely needs your attention. Because if you only do day-to-day -day tasks, you will never get that bigger picture. So weekly and monthly sessions, they help you step back, look over your calendar, look at different events, Look at the different days that are important. Um, even you might have planned holidays and so on. So, for example, right now this episode is being pre-recorded and it will go live when I am away. When I am on holiday, I'm just grabbing my charger. I need to plug my phone in. So, I know this weekend was dedicated to that, to preparing a few bits and bobs while I'm away so I can just relax I don't have to worry about anything and I still have got a few things going out so these bigger picture moments can be really helpful and then also really being radically honest with yourself what are you focusing on that actually doesn't make a big difference in your business what are you giving way too much attention to Maybe spending hours on Canva perfecting one graphic for a program that you actually have not or will not even properly promote um, is lost time. And maybe sometimes it is about these imperfect action steps you take that actually can make a, a big difference. So it is easy to get sidetracked and I do get it. So get really clear on what are your needle-moving tasks on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis. And um, of course, if you are a business owner, which most of you here are, you've got to remember selling. You probably are not selling enough. Uh, promoting. And these things are important and they definitely should be on your list. So in many ways, you might be unconsciously creating extra work for yourself. And this really takes me to the third way many light workers and soulpreneurs um, sabotage their success and give their power away to, and that's overcomplicating. So these two are very much uh, connected to one another. So you might be unconsciously creating extra work for yourself and overcomplicating it. 
overcomplication is connected to so many things from how you structure your services, your products, your courses, your one-to-one -one packages, your onboarding process, your enrollment process, the way you might overcomplicate dispatching an item. Um, we simply sometimes add more features than necessary. We sometimes overcomplicate our teachings, our frameworks, our concepts. And personally, sometimes launching something without the perfect everything, without that perfect sign up, without that perfect uh, website and top, like the most amazing branding is actually the most effective thing. So when you've got the bandwidth for it, go for it. When you've got the time and you're not like putting extra pressure on yourself, do those things. It's amazing. And I love it when I can go all in on something. But there is also time and space for simply intuitive, messy action that feels good, that's lighting you up. And in my one-to-one -one packages, my clients have the opportunity to submit things to me on a regular basis. And I give them feedback. Feedback on their writing, feedback on the language they use, feedback on their copywriting skills or overall like there might be um, things I can help them with in terms of like this needs improving or this needs organization. I'm quite good with words and loads of clients love using um, my skills for those things. And I very often invite them to simplify things because we try hard. We want it to be good. So sometimes we go a little too overboard or we get carried away by talking about a topic that we fully understand. But the person who will be receiving this document, this page, this presentation, this book, like it won't mean as much to them. So we've got to keep it a little more simple. So that's a really great reminder. We also overcomplicate things such as how the universe should deliver certain things to us, how we should manifest it. Like we've got these steps in our mind and like this is how it needs to happen. That's again, sometimes we overcomplicate it and it can come to you in a more simple, fun way. Number four, social media numbers. Way too many women I work with give their power and sanity away over to social media numbers. They get attached to the amount of likes, the amount of comments, and they let it dictate their mood and perception of success. The truth is going viral, having a huge audience, it doesn't equal success. Well, it equals success in social, growing social media for sure but it doesn't equal sales. It doesn't equal people buying. It doesn't equal having the right kind of audience either. But very often we make it even more personal. We make it mean something about our worth, about our lovability and, and so on. And we make it mean something about our future success, right? We so often take what we have seen so far in our lives and businesses, and we flip it and we project it on our future. And that's how it's going to evolve from now on. So just see where you are predicting, where you are uh, thinking about your future based on your present moment and your past. So 
Also, this is actually a big one. Let me share this one more thing before I move on. Strangely enough, the amount of likes, the amount of followers, the amount of comments don't even reflect the quality of your content. <laughs> because how many times have you come across someone else's page, whatever that is, whatever social media, even a blog article, and you knew how valuable it was, how good it was, how well written, maybe it was a great graphic that really deserved being shared, and it had just only a few likes and no recognition whatsoever. And I personally have worked with clients who have substantial audiences and it was the most frustrating things because they never made a sale or they went viral and it didn't actually mean anything. It didn't really change anything. So give yourself permission to be in the energy of success and abundance regardless of what is going on on your social media. Stop giving it so much power. And also, are you fixated on it? Are you fixated on constantly checking like, oh, who's liked it yet? Who's commented on it yet? Whenever you find yourself doing those sort of things, take a step back. I personally do take regular social media detoxes. Honestly, almost every week there will be at least one day when I'll get rid of all the social media apps on my phone. I'll delete them and I'll have a break because... My business does depend on social media. I do spend a lot of time on it um, and that can deplete my energy too at times. So I do give myself permission to be away from it. I don't give it as much power and it feels good. It really nourishes me. And I know whenever I recommend it to clients, they're like, oh my gosh, the panka, that felt so good. All truly great thoughts are conceived while walking. Friedrich Nietzsche Solvitur ambulando This ancient Latin phrase loosely translates as It is solved by walking. A walk is a journey that requires very little. Neither planning nor passport. Neither ticket nor equipment. Nearly always at our disposal, a walk provides so much more than just a change of scenery. Walking has helped me decide what is wise and what is foolhardy. It has made me fall in love with a place and has batted away my melancholy. Walking has helped me loosen the grip technology has on my life giving me space and permission to disconnect from devices that beg for my attention and feed my anxiety. Most of all, walking has nurtured my creativity as I struggle to give tangible from to abstract ideas. And I am not alone. In 2014, study by two Stanford researchers showed that a person's creative output increased by an average of 60% when walking. From a book called A Foot and Lighthearted, a journal for mindful walking, written by Bonnie Smith Whitehouse. Number 
five, seeking approval and permission. That is such a huge energy leak. Let's talk about it. We often find ourselves in the trap of seeking approval from everyone around us, asking for opinions, wondering if what we are doing is right and constantly what I would call fishing for suggestions. And while, of course, seeking feedback is essential, it can be beneficial, there is this empowering side to it when we rely on others' advice and it's almost like we're looking for their opinions to save us, to fix something. This disempowerment truly creeps in when you lack trust in yourself and your intuition. And really what's behind is once again that fear of making a mistake, of getting it wrong. It's simply a natural part of being a human being to make mistakes and we've got to make peace with it. So this tendency is closely tied to seeking validation from others. It's time to break free from the cycle of constantly seeking permission before making a move because it just is not empowering and you will not get the same results with um, with that sort of waiting kind of energy. It really is about learning to trust yourself and I know from working with many business owners and working through this myself what very often is behind it is like maybe you had parents or authorities in your life who really punished you for making a mistakes maybe you got yelled at a lot whenever you made the smallest of mistakes or even saying something wrong became became almost like a threat to your own existence so I do find in those instances, like we really struggle with this one and uh, we don't make moves forward by ourselves. We are constantly just double checking, double checking that others approve of us. And also almost like giving our responsibility away, because if other people decide for me, if they make those suggestions, well, then I don't have to beat myself up. If it doesn't work out, it will be like, well, they've given me bad advice. I only followed what others said would work, right? So there is like two things happening. Hopefully you can see it with this one. And there is nothing more powerful than simply owning your decisions. And even if you do get it wrong, like at least you decided based on what you thought was right. So a lot can be unlocked for you when you start working with this uh, self-sabotage pattern. Number six being trapped in what I would call vanilla land. Vanilla land is a place where many of us find ourselves hiding, uh, trapped in this common self-sabotage of blending in, playing it safe and fearing standing out. But what does it actually mean? Let's break it down a little more. It is about not sharing what you truly want, You might be diluting your authenticity to fit in. You might be avoiding the spotlight. The truth is staying stuck in vanilla land is simply overrated. 
and we get tired of it. People get tired of it. The world needs your uniqueness. The world needs your quirks, those weird things about you. Um, your true self is what we crave. We crave authenticity in this world so much. So embracing your authentic flavor creates deep connections with others. And I'm sure you saw it yourself or you've experienced it when someone showed you their true colors and you're like, oh my gosh, that makes them even more amazing. I really love this about them. And again, it's probably one of the ways you are keeping yourself safe. Fearing um, what other people might say about you, fearing getting judged, getting criticized. And maybe you are biting your tongue. Maybe you are not fully posting on social media what you would like to post. And for all of us, it will be something different. But whenever you have that a little bit of a weird feeling in your tummy telling you like, oh, I don't know whether I should speak about this. I don't know whether I should post it. Well, very often it's so good for you to lean into those things. And honestly, it just gets easier with experience. For me, there was no magical pill, even though I did work around it. And I did EFT toughing, a hypnosis, and those things helped hugely. Then there is the, the other piece. We have to actually go and do it. We've got to be the ones who will actually go out there and post it, say it, have that conversation, uh, let people see who you truly are. Like People don't care as much as we think they do, so be yourself because everyone else is already taken. Number seven, blaming astrology and celestial events. So I love astrology. I think it can give us really interesting insights into energies. I love whenever there is some sort of an energetic event, if you like. However, there is a shadow side to it. When we allow it to hold power over us and we blame certain things on those events, such as Mercury retrograde, because that has become such a widespread excuse for setbacks. And honestly, I have had those moments when I'm like, I can't believe all of those things are happening. That's literally in alignment with like what Mercury retrograde is said to be all about. And... Therefore, show is time and space for it. But when we attach too much to it, it will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. It will be something we will be seeking and almost like attracting. So while astrology provides valuable insights, surrendering all our power to the stars isn't a solution. And so it's crucial to understand that you can expand by focusing on certain things by taking action you can use those um, astrological forecasts as something that can empower you rather than hold you back and lastly very much connected to this is um, card readings having readings from others psychic insights and i love all of those things I even one of my mentors is a psychic and when I get coaching from her it is very often intuitive psychic coaching. I do have a regular at least a few times per year like a channeled guided session. 
I do love reading my own cards. I love doing card readings with friends. I've been doing them since I was probably 13 years old. But once again, it can be really empowering. You can let it encourage you, empower you, or you can let it hold you back. And I definitely have had moments in my life when I gave my power away to a reading, to something someone told me that it wouldn't work out for me. And I gave up altogether. I didn't even give my energy to it. I didn't even show up for it. And then I would tell myself, oh, I was told this from the beginning. So, well, it doesn't surprise me. While the truth is, I did not even freaking try. And another thing that can happen is that we become addicted to those things. Again, not making decisions for ourselves. Constantly checking in with someone else. Having it confirmed by... Um, by a card reader, by an intuitive person and so on. And so we've got to own up to our decisions. Again, the same as seeking approval and permission that I discussed a little while back is the same thing. You are probably not trusting yourself. You are giving your power away. And also you might be like giving your responsibility away like oh I'm not responsible for this decision if it doesn't work out because I didn't make it so that's highly disempowering the same um, happens when you might get a reading you might get some guidance but you don't actually take action on it that's one of the ways you also might be leaking your energy so to speak so here we are, the eight things we often give power away to. So let me know what resonated, which one of them stood out to you the most. I love hearing from you. Uh, feel free to send me a message, an email, whatever stood out, whatever resonated. Was there anything else you feel I didn't cover? Let me know. I would love to include it in future episodes. And let's take our power back. Dear Lightworker, out there listening to me right now, reclaim your power. Trust yourself. Take charge of your story. Embrace your uniqueness. Trust your gut and let your inner fire burn brightly. And if you are ready to elevate your business, consider exploring some of my services, offerings, whether it is through private coaching and hypnotherapy, or you're looking for something really immersive right away, then maybe one of my VIP days would be perfect for you. And we will rewire your mindset. We will look at where you've been holding back and do some practical and tangible planning. Or maybe you want to check out one of my one-off sessions. Go ahead and check out the description box that comes with this episode there is links there is booking links if you're not sure and you just want to make a difference you want to have a breakthrough you want to take yourself to the next level and you're not sure where to start simply send me a message we can always have a like no pressure chat like i never pressure people into booking anything with me you can ask all of your questions and i will simply share the information with you and it never bothers me i love chatting to you so i hope you have a great day and i look forward to seeing you in the next episode and if you have enjoyed this and you haven't um left me a review 
on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts or rating on Spotify. I would so appreciate it if you could do it because it just makes all the difference. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. If you loved this episode, please feel free to leave me a five-star iTunes review. Follow my podcast on Spotify, share it on your Instagram stories, or recommend this podcast to your friends. For more free content on feminine empowerment, radiance, business, and inner glow, make sure to join my Facebook community called New Earth Women. It is filled with rituals, live trainings, emotional freedom tapping sessions, meditations, and more. The link is in the description box. You can also follow me on Instagram at New Earth Women. And if you are interested in working with me, go to the show notes. You will find all the links there. Loads of love. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.